Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman. We are with Very Best of Living. I'm with my friend, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Hello, my friend, Taylor Hartman. It's always good to hear you. She, she writes me after <laughs> I've been gone to uh, Morocco, and she says to me, so, salam alaikum, Dr. Hartman. <laughs> and I said, alaikum salam. <laughs> I, I have no idea what I said to you. I probably said your goat is ugly, but it's good. <laughs> it worked for me. So That's you. right. <laughs> no, it was very joyous. So, it's kind of fun. We're starting today picking up from last week where we talked about emotional intelligence. And you had said to me after the call, oh, that was rather sudden, like you abrupt, like you just ended the session. <laughs> and yes. I'm laughing. I'm so I'm laughing because, oh, you have no idea how real that is with me. I am so much that way. Like when I'm seeing a client and it's time to end the session, I just say, that's great. Now we'll talk next week and we'll figure up uh, when we're meeting next. We'll work on that now. And they're like, but but are we done? I said, yeah, we're done. That was time. Um, and it's so funny because I think about this. This is a kind of a tough example to give. But I had a client that came one time. And we spent 45 minutes talking about her issues and whatever they were. And I said, okay, well, it's time. So I need to quit. We'll talk next week. And she said, but I'm contemplating an abortion. And I said, well, did you not know that when you came in my office 45 minutes ago? (laughs) And she said, well, yes, but I didn't know how to get around to saying it. I said, well, do you know there's someone sitting in the office right now that is just as excited to talk about their issues as you are? your issues. Oh yeah. And you don't think about that, do you? I said, you know what? I'm sorry, but they matter as much as you do. We'll talk next week. And I remember the look of, I cannot believe, right? And it's kind of like, I I just, I I always want to say to people, look, if it's that important, get it out, talk with it, deal with it. If it's not that important, then own it, right? That's on you. You can't, you can't make other people wait and sit because you're more important. You're not. Right, right. Right. So, so I am that way. You're right. I'm very much like, okay, time's up. Here we go. I will give you all of me for 45 minutes, right? In a session, you get all of mm-hmm. me. But after that session, nope, we got to go to the next. And that's kind of how I, as a yellow, I think, deal with the trauma and the depth of what I'm dealing with. Like, okay, I'll give you everything, but then I have to have some recovery time. I have to get on with sure. life being lighter, right? So for our listeners, oh, sure. don't ever worry. I'm going to drag you into a long session. I'm not that way. I, I kind of feel, by the way, whatever I'm saying can't be that important. Whatever it is, it'll come up next week. We'll talk about it next week. So bear with me as I just kind of cut and move on quickly. Yeah. No, I think that's kind of a cool strategy in life because you, you can get to a place where, you know, you get a little bit of overload and you can't process uh, quality for that long when you're talking about some of these, you know, mental health concepts. That's a lot. You know, it's longer isn't necessarily better. Well, that's a good point. That is true. It's just I don't typically ease them out of it. I just get on. Here we go. And and I think that's my right. yellow. But but it is deep. And it, there's a lot of heavy weight to this. I mean, these are our lives right. we're talking about, right? Things that really matter. And the woman that was listening to this podcast or whatever it was, the story that was on EQ. And is it that vital to have and are we overdoing it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I welcome the introspection. I like the discussion. That I kind of like that, yes. actually. I do think it's important people understand that it's, it's critical to life's relationships and it's critical to your individual progress for you to own these five elements. It's critical you look at those and you will never be as good in all of them as you are in some of them. That's, that's part mm-hmm. of life, right? But 
just being aware that they exist, like you have the option of getting better at something. Like you have the option yes. of, being, you know, adding a dimension that you don't have in your yeah. life. Does yeah. that make That's sense? That's the camp I'm in. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, 100%. And you always learn something when somebody pushes, you know, you don't lock it down because there might be something that you hear. I mean, I did think it was a good point that, you know, you you better be looking at structures and people, like right. you said last time, in an organization. If you're a business owner, right. what are your structures that you're putting your people in? Because it does take both. Well, I, I love that, by the way. I think it's so important in business and in families. I think the, mm-hmm. the people that are at the top have a responsibility to own, that they are setting a culture in place. And mm-hmm. if they are dirty, by the way, others will either leave or become dirty as well. I've always admired leaders because at the end of the day, they have more responsibility than I think many of them realize because they are creating Mm -hmm. that culture. And you are right. You should care about your people. They should matter to you. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we were talking about motivation last time. And I I laugh about motivation sometimes because I just, uh, I'm sure it's my red that does my motivation pieces. I I get up and get on with life. I'm very happy when Mm -hmm. I wake up, but I cannot just lollygag. I cannot do that. It's not in me. So- I'm a strong advocate of motivation in that I think that if you don't motivate yourself, you're putting the pressure on someone else to do your work for you. And Mm -hmm. I love people that, for example, I'm talking and they just take a piece out of our conversation and they come back the next time and say, let me tell you what I've been doing with this. And I'm like, I didn't even know you heard that. They go, I know, but it really mattered to me. So I put it in place. That's motivation. And I like the student that doesn't want to do their homework. I love the one that says it doesn't matter if I want to do it. It's what you do. That's I've signed mm-hmm. up for class. I'm going to do the work that is required to get through instead of saying, well, I can't stand my teacher or I don't really want to be a student. I'm just here. They take no ownership mm-hmm. for what they've chosen to do or the, the worker, for example, that says they mistreat me. Therefore, I am not going to give it my best. And I said, but do you take all the money they pay you? Well, of course I do, but they don't pay me enough. <laughs> but you can't pick and choose. If you're going to accept something, then you have to own that. And do the best you can do. Uh, you got to commit to the right. process. So motivation right, for me is right. a big one, Kat. I, I'm, I'm not real good about accepting people who justify not being motivated in life. If, for example, you're at a job you can't stand, get out. Stop whining about it and taking their money. Go find a better job. Uh, it's, it's on you, not others. Yep. And I've seen people yep. in the world where I travel that have far less going for them in terms of talk about quality of life that are more committed to the jobs they're in and the families they're in, involved with than many of mm-hmm. us who have lots of options and don't take them. I see that a lot, by the way. So, What's behind that? I think acceptance. There's people that don't feel entitled. Like, I'm not entitled to having everything on my terms. And I think a lot of us that think we're entitled to have that don't pay our dues. At the end of the day, we don't do the things that need to be done because we feel we're entitled not to have to do them. And our world's headed more and more in that direction. And that's going to be a serious problem. I can guarantee you at some point, when you think you're too entitled to work and help other people and make life better for people, those people are going to stop giving back to you the freedom to sit back and do nothing. That's not going to happen. Right. So let's go to empathy. Empathy, yeah. That's the the confusing one. (laughs) (laughs) It can be, yeah. The first three, by the way, self-awareness, self-regulation, and motivation are all internal. They are introspection. But mm-hmm. now we're going to external. So that is empathy and social skills. And that has to do with how you engage other people. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with just internal 
perspective, right? So let's talk mm-hmm. about empathy. And empathy requires like considering other people's feelings. Like it allows mm-hmm. you to kind of consider what is life like for them. And what's good about that, Kat? What's the value in being able to do that, do you think? Being able to to have empathy? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way I connect with people and people feel cared about, cared for. If if I understand where they're coming from or what their experience is, if I can go, oh yeah, I know, gosh, I've been there. Yeah. Then they can go, okay. Or, you know, yeah, you're not the only one out there. You don't feel so alone when somebody's empathetic with you. Yeah, that's true. You're not so isolated. What if you haven't been there? You, You really don't know. I think you would ask for more information. Yes. Tell me more about that. Yes. And care enough to listen to, to the listen. response. Yeah. No, you said it perfectly. I love that. Like you don't have to have had the experience, but if you really care and you ask the question, well, tell me about that. Tell me how that felt. You tell me what you, what it's done to you and then listen to the response. You can get much closer to that dynamic than even if you've been there yourself. In fact, sometimes when you mm-hmm. actually had the experience, you kind of top them. Like you almost talk about it from your vantage point because you actually have been there more than hearing it from their perspective. So either way, if you can just get over you enough to make it about them and hear them in their mind, even if you disagree with it, doesn't matter. You want to hear how they see it, right? You want to hear how they see it. That's so good. Yeah. You want to hear how they see it. My favorite line, if you know it well, which is get over yourself. Right. That's yes. my favorite line. So I think empathy is the only way to do that. It is the only vehicle you can actually use to get over yourself. You know, it's funny. It's like having been around you for forever. a long time, <laughs> forever. We're so old. Um, forever <laughs> is when you started using get over yourself in sessions or, you know, in group sessions or in trainings or in retreats. I realized for, you know, the first couple of years, it's like, The way to know that you're not over yourself is when somebody says, get over yourself. (laughs) If you go, how dare him? He has no idea. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. What do you mean get over myself? You should get over yourself. I mean, that that is the stuff that goes through your head, you know? I mean, it's like, you know you're not over yourself when when you get bristly when somebody says it. There's oh, the sign. Don't that's... act confused about it. <laughs> yeah, there's your sign. <laughs> there's your sign. Oh, that is so good, Kat. Yeah. When you get defensive or irritated when someone says, get over yourself, instead of the ability to say, well, tell me how I'm making it about me, then you got problems. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's great. a couple great. of years to figure that one out, but we got there. No, you know what's so great about that? Is you're right. You're right. I don't even necessarily know how they're taking it or not taking it, but if they're thinking, how dare he, they're probably not getting over themselves. <laughs> At all. And they don't hear anything you say past that, by the way. No. They're, they're making the list of how you're such an evil, evil person, and he has no idea how hard my life is. You're dredging up some memories, I can tell, right? At my expense. <laughs> Yeah. That, I know you, where you live, Taylor Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. You know what? You know Wake what? I hope our listeners. Standing over you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want our listeners to think about this dynamic that life's more abundant when it's not just about you. Right. I do believe, by the way, life is about you. I'm a firm believer in the fact that the human being is probably God's greatest gift, right? Just, you're just wonderful. 
But if you go through your life and that really is all you do is make it about you, then you leave pretty empty. Like you never did quite mm-hmm. experience this, you know, this life the way it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's why we have families. I think that's why we have close friendships. I think there's lots of reasons we have these, these opportunities to be connected. But if we don't take the opportunity to get to know somebody, to understand it from their perspective, we kind of miss them on our journey. We miss who they are and what they are. And some of my most life-affirming experiences have come with people, clients especially, that are so different than me. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what they've gone through. I think of this woman that was um, raised to believe she was worthless and ugly. She was told things. I mean, if I gave examples of her life, you would think, that's not possible. No one could have done that. Mm-hmm. And she, mm-hmm. like, her mother would pick her other sister as the beautiful one and tell her how mm-hmm. ugly she was and how unvaluable she was. And, of course, at the end of the day, you know how that works out. She became the one who took care of her mother and not the one mm-hmm. that was adorable and loved. And she ended up having a wonderful husband and raised children in a beautiful way. She's the one that gave more back to society than she ever took from society. Uh, I hear this, I see this person in my life, and when her birthday comes around to celebrate every year, I always think how lucky I am to have traveled some of my life journey with her, just Mm. to have experienced the beauty of who she is as a human being, um, has been remarkable. And I just, I, people maybe not know what they've done for me in teaching me about who they are and how they've experienced life, uh, in a way I would never have figured out on my own. I couldn't have done that. Even reading which I love to do, doesn't give me quite the feel of a human being describing their life experience and how they've seen it. Well, Taylor, that's what's so powerful about, for me personally, your your approach, because, I mean, really, nobody, even Dr. Taylor Hartman, including Dr. Taylor Hartman, has it all figured out. Right. And nobody has the exact you know roadmap to navigate their life. I mean, right. you that's what's great about you is like, you just keep saying, I learned from this. I saw this. You know, so and that empathy thing, I think sometimes people think that empathy is tell me how to navigate my life. That's not uh, empathy. Gotcha. Empathy to me is I'm going to stand next to you as you go down the path. Right. I'll be with you. Right. But I and can't, I, care. I can't, and I care, but I can't get those rocks out of the way for you. Nope. I can, I can't because then, then you can't do it. Then you're not strong enough to do it when I'm not around. Right. And you didn't experience the life you were meant to live. Right. Exactly. But I will sit here and exactly. watch you and care about you as you lift that boulder. Absolutely. Yes. Or navigate a better yes. way to move around it. Right? I, but we I, do get caught up in people who think that if you're not helping me lift the boulder. And I I, th- I guess you could help people lift the boulder. Could yeah. you? Yeah, you can if the okay. motor is clean. But if you're the right. Clean. If my yeah, motive you is go. you're too weak to do it, so I'll do it for you. Then no, of course, that's not healthy. Right? So the yes. motive behind why you're lifting the boulder or not is really what it's about. But there are also those of us who don't really even care that you're lifting a boulder. That's your issue, not mine. And that's sad. Right. Because they live a very right. empty life in my mind. Yes. And you don't yes. develop muscle by doing that. You don't. I think another thing I feel about empathy, Kat, and, and I've noticed this a lot in my counseling, look for the good intent. Don't always assume mm-hmm. the bad. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that there isn't bad. I am not denying that I have clients that have evil intentions because they're insecure. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm always, like I sit down with you, and the minute I'm with you, I'm looking for why you're lying to me. I'm looking for what's wrong with you. I mean, you're, you're going to experience that. You're going to feel that. And I find that mm-hmm. in couples that I work with, it drives me crazy. Like their interfacing with each other is so 
undisguised negativity. I don't trust you. I don't believe you. Um, they don't give this person even a chance to be considered good intent. And if I were that person, I would feel constantly defensive, withdrawn, mm-hmm. distant, uh, untrusting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would love our people that are listening, please look to give somebody the right of good intent. Don't start with believing they have poor intent. That's not a good place to go. I mean, if somebody shows you, demonstrates by example, that their intent is not legit, fine. Call it out. Say what you need to do. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But if you get stuck always thinking of someone in a negative perspective, you're in trouble. You're limiting yourself and them. And it's not empathy. Mm -hmm. That's not empathy. Empathy is the other way around. I believe you're doing the best you can. Well, for example, let's talk about parents. I mean, the kids that can say, I think my mom and my dad did the best they knew how to do. It wasn't what I needed. It didn't help me in this area. But you know what? I don't think they had the intent to make it bad for me. They just did the best they knew how to do, and it wasn't good enough. Yes. Those people are happier, cat than the ones who say, I know they tried to make my life miserable. I know they wanted me to fail. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So look for, look for giving people a, a pass. Like, give them the best. Give I was, them a pass. I love that. I love yeah, that. I, I, think, I think we all want it, so why can't we give it, right? So. Mm-hmm. I notice that in some of the clients that I'm working with, that I am more willing to believe the good in them than their spouses. And I'm like, okay, so I haven't had the, the pain you experienced. I get that. But you're also not going to gain the joy of connection I feel with your spouse the way I see them because you also are very damning of them, like blocking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's an important concept, I think, to think about, right? Empathy. Yeah. And actually just join hands with people in life. Go with them. Experience life as more than just your own individual entity. It's more fun. Life's better than Yes. Life. Yes. So let's go to social skills. So by the okay. way, so the red is the motivation. Blues are the empathy. They're naturally good at these things is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. come to yellows, which is the social skill. Okay. So social skills mean friendliness, you know, with a purpose, right? That's really what it is. Um, mm-hmm. they're enthusiastic about new directions and opportunities with people. They, they like engaging others. They like that. And it's funny. I find a lot of people will say to me, I don't really like talking to other people. I don't really like that. And I'm like, well, that's because you're so stuck with you. You're afraid that you won't do it right. You're afraid that they'll judge you. It's all about you. That's your fear base, right? If you're really curious about people, then you would like to engage them. You'd like to understand why they think the way they think and see life the way they see it. So yellows bring the gift of social you know, expression and connection. That's what they bring so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day who is a blue, and he's dating a girl who's white. And uh, he likes her. Like, she's wonderful in many, many ways, but she doesn't have a life. She's waiting for him to always make her life move. And she's yeah. white, so she doesn't say a lot, but she can. She expresses it in a way that he, as a blue, would sense. So he senses when he hasn't been there enough for her to make her life work. And as we were talking, he said, you know, her thing, her love language is physical affection. He goes, well, that's great. I can only make out so long, though. I mean, it's great, but I, there's more to life than that, right? And he goes, I said, well, so what is your connection? He goes, it's talking. Like, I love to engage in conversation, like the social connection, right? So... Mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's funny right now as I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking more wives than not would kill to have you as a husband. <laughs> like they would love to have a husband. His wife goes to an antique shop. He goes, what did you find? Like, I'd love to hear what you, she's like, it was okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh. 
He goes, and she doesn't know that's intimacy to me. Like, I want to know what she experienced at the antique yes. shop, right? So when she says fine, she goes, I, I swear to you, it's like a swear word to me. When I hear the word fine, I'm like, I'm up in the night. So upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. Like, like what does social intercourse connection feel like to you as, as a person? Like, do you like to communicate uh, and express and share? Uh, do you like to have support systems that you dialogue with? Do you need that in your life? And what do you bring to those? Uh, is it an uplift or is it effort? It's more work than it's worth. Uh, I think that's a critical one. Obviously, you and I are cheating mm-hmm. because we come by it naturally. I, right. I can't help but express myself. I can't help but connect to people. I, I right. thrive on that. When I was young, like the way my mom could ever own me was send me to my room. That was the worst nightmare of my life, like to sit alone with yep. me. Are you kidding me? Now, my white yep. brother, who was just 19 months younger than me, he loved it. Like send him to his room. Are you kidding? <laughs> Stay for a week. He couldn't be happier. And I'm like, just, I'm just dying sitting in there. She could do that. That would always own me. So, <laughs> so I do think that uh, there's value. There's great value in looking to see how can I connect with somebody. And for those of you that make it difficult for them to connect, like you don't open up, you don't share things, um, just know that you're losing an opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. The world is full of opportunities to connect if you want those opportunities. Just go after mm-hmm. people without judgment Go into them in terms of just curiosity. Makes it much more effective, right? Yeah, would just get over yourself for crying out loud. That's what you want to say. <laughs> it's so true. And your life would be so much better if you would. Yes. Yes. So, so that's like EQ. I mean, I'm so glad you raised that issue and we talked about that again because I am a firm mm-hmm. believer in it. I think it's I, – I look at – I look at like all aspects of life. I was told by a guy the other day, he says, you need to do a book on color of politics. <laughs> he goes, oh, gosh. What, what are the colors that make somebody rigid or this or that? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, all colors can be any political party, right? But the mm-hmm. thing I like most is, are we able to hear people who are different from us? Or have we gotten so sidestepped that we can't even hear people who are not like right. us? And right. that's kind of a sad commentary, right? Yeah. Especially in a democracy where you worse. have to do that. It is getting worse. <laughs> and and I don't know why it is we who are doing the damage can't see it. <laughs> like when we right. are saying, I I refuse to listen to you because you're an idiot. We we can't just see that we're the ones that are preventing any kind of legitimate dialogue. And I think that we have got to come together to understand that social connection, it's vital to the success of any kind of group or tribe or mm-hmm. country. You've got to have that social intercourse, that ability to talk and share. I do think, for example, for Red, someone, a Blue asked me, what's intimacy to this Red? And I said, it's, it's dialogue. They yes. love hearing intellectual discussion. Yes. And I said, sometimes Blues will shut that down by saying it's morally wrong what they're thinking or doing or judging. I'm like, don't go there. Just have an intellectual conversation. That's what they mm-hmm. like, right? And for you and I as yellows, we like the fun that's involved in yeah. social banter. Um, I, yes. Yeah, I know you feel this way. I totally tell people, if I can't tease you, you won't get the best of me. You'll never know right. how I really can be, right? So, right. right. So I, I do think that all five of them, though, if you go back over those, I always say to people, just reflect on where you're strong and where you could use some growth. Self-awareness, mm-hmm. you know, self-regulation. Motivation, empathy, 
social skills. And whose life would be benefited by you embracing where you're not as strong and working on it? Whose Great life questions. besides God. yourself, right? Who would be the one that would be recipient of that? I, I just think it's just a fun concept to consider all the time, right? So, so the questions this week for our people. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I inviting to know me? Mm-hmm. How might I extend that invitation? Mm-hmm. Who am I blocking from knowing me? And what's my fear? What am I afraid will happen if they get to know me? I think about those. Are you are you blocking anybody right now? Let's see. Um, I have to think about that. I can't think of anyone I'm blocking. Well, I do have one client that I am not accepting the dance. Yeah, I do have one. So now all your clients that are listening are just like, oh my God, is it me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And my response is get over yourself. Why would you think it's you? (laughs) It's so simple. It's so simple. (laughs) You're right. No, you're right. That's, that's, that's good. In fact, it's interesting you say that because I have one of my daughters that was the one that probably gave us most trouble growing up uh, and her birthday's coming up. And I just can't wait to write her a letter again, just thanking her for what she's been in my life, just the joy she has brought and what she's become and seeing it's, it's so fun not to feel any kind of block at all. Like it's just a joy to see who she is in my life and who she is in her life. Right. So, yes. So that's what I was trying to think about when you say, who am I blocking? And I was thinking, well, there was a time it would have been her, but that's not, but not now. Oh, that's great growth. Nope. Yep. Yep, that's very. Oh, in fact, that's I still great. remember we go to Sundance and I'd be watching football, and she has no interest in that, and she'd want to go walk yeah. in nature, and and how I just didn't get it. And when I woke up to realizing, oh my gosh, she has no interest in you in that way. Why don't you show interest to her in her way? And it just opened a whole vista. That's, you know, just so you're right. That's that's all right. We ask those questions. Yep. All right, my dear. Great, as always. Thank you, our listeners. We love, always love having you along. Please let us know how you're doing, what you're thinking about the podcast. We always like that feedback, just so you know, uh, like what's going on. Yes. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a great week. All right. See you next week. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.